Welcome to the Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice Section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to the Just Pod. Today we have Deanna Adams joining us. She is a senior policy analyst with the Council of State Government Justice Center and current co-chair of the Young Lawyers Committee within the Criminal Justice Section. So Deanna, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Deanna is joining us today to talk to us about Young Lawyers and also some activities coming up with the Young Lawyers Committee. So let's start with your experience graduating from law school and heading out into the world to try and start your career. What was that like for you? I graduated law school in the middle of the recession. I graduated in 2010, where there were a number of law firms and in-house legal departments that were just not hiring because they were trying to figure out the fiscal landscape within their own organizations. It was a very scary time, I think, for a lot of my fellow young lawyers who are entering the profession trying to figure out where they will, one, just get a job so that they can make a living and start paying off their student loans if they have those, as well as finding opportunities that would allow them to help shape their career and prepare them for wherever they would want to end up in the future. I remember just talking to some of my friends about taking contract jobs or serving in of counsel positions. A lot of people who wanted to go into a firm or in-house decided to start their own firms as a way to have experience under the belt. There were also a lot of opportunities that I think people were exploring more in fellowships and internship opportunities just so that they can work with attorneys and start developing that experience. For me, I took on a combination of a lot of those opportunities. So I hung my shingles and began developing clientele through my own personal networks, as well as exploring pro bono and other learning experiences that could help shape my legal career, as well as help me navigate the new legal system and legal profession. I found it very valuable that there were a number of agencies that were looking for more pro bono opportunities for attorneys to help them get litigation skills, handle client cases, and you know really think about ways that once the reception is over and once people are actually able to hire more, where they can still plug in people who they've already been working with, but maybe not in a paid capacity, but still developing that network of attorneys so that people could essentially land on their feet. Coming from the recession, whenever the profession started hiring more frequently, which you know I, I think a lot of people listening may be familiar with, a lot of firms are looking for within the entry level legal fields, looking for people who are new graduates. So for people who graduated during the recession, there was a disconnect with even though they may have been, you know, practicing on their own or participating in some of the unpaid legal roles, they still were not new graduates. So there was a delay in the coming together in the meeting of the minds of how people who graduated during the recession were now emerging within the legal profession. Graduating into the recession is something I can relate to. I was able to attend the graduation ceremony for the Duke University School of Law, and the president of the FBI was their convocation speaker. 
And the main part of his speech was talking to the graduating students about all the other things they could do with their law degree, which is a little disheartening. So I know it was a challenging time. And I know that there was a disconnect for those people who graduated into the field and didn't have that immediate path that some of those firms are looking for. It would be interesting to see if any firm looks at addressing that in the future. But let's talk about young lawyers that are graduating a little bit more recently and what circumstances are like for them. Now, the economy has picked up again. We know that. We know firms have been hiring again. Has it ever recovered to what it was as far as you can tell? I hear more frequently about law schools when they're posting updates about their graduating class that uh, their employment rates are at a high or at a record high since the recession. So it does sound as though employment is picking up. There is still a disconnect, I think, between some of the lawyers who graduated during the recession who are now competing for the same jobs as the graduates who are just graduating. And it's for that same entry-level position. I think that is something that the profession is still trying to grapple with. I hear more frequently now that there are firms that are looking at the unpaid legal practice that a person has engaged in during the recession with some of the same considerations as people who were in, you know, a paid legal position. So to try to balance out the practical experience that a person had, just they were not with a firm because of the recession, or, you know, maybe some of the attorneys have taken non-legal position. So seeing how those skills can translate within the profession. There are a number of attorneys, actually myself included, who have also taken positions that prefers a law degree. It may not be a position that requires a law degree, but it's highly preferred that a person has it. So you are working in a capacity in which you need to have a knowledge of the law and of the profession, but you may not be advising clients as you would if you were using your law degree. And a lot of those skills are now being translated into the actual profession. So attorneys are able to use that to go back more into practicing role. There are also a number of attorneys who are finding those roles and coming to find out that it's, you know, it's actually a, a pretty unique position to be in to use your JD in other ways that you may not have thought, but it's still very much being a lawyer, working within the profession and helping to create the type of change or the type of impact that you initially wanted entering the profession. For those attorneys who graduated more recently, there are still challenges of being a new lawyer, even if you do have a job that I think the committee and all the young lawyer committees throughout the ABA are looking to address. So one, just getting up to speed on what your actual day-to-day jobs are, how you can handle that, as well as how you can do things outside of your traditionally paid work, particularly if you do have billable hours, things that you can still do to enhance your resume, boost your professional skills, and manage that with your day-to-day demands within your, your normal workload. So a lot of newer attorneys are looking for opportunities to publish articles or even books, join different professional agencies and organizations, become involved in civic engagement, whether it's serving on a 
board of directors for a nonprofit or serving on a appointed government position, as well as becoming more active within you know the ABA or other professional agencies such as that, so that they can still develop their resume, show that they have practical legal skills, as well as leadership skills, networking skills, just the other components that I think is essential for really growing within any profession, but particularly those skills that are very practical for moving and advancing within the legal profession. Thank you for that. I think that helps us move into the Young Lawyers Committee pretty easily. So let's talk about what the Young Lawyers Committee offers to members. And more specifically, we'll get into the mentorship program in just a moment. But let's talk about the chances for publication and in building your network and those other things. What sort of opportunities are available to people that work within this committee? One thing that I love about the Young Lawyers Committee is that it is very well respected and involved with the rest of the criminal justice section. So if you are participating in the committee, it's not one of those opportunities where you think because you're a young lawyer, you have a small impact or you cannot get involved in helping out or even leading um, the committee itself or other committees. The Young Lawyers Committee is a way to help One, provide resources for lawyers in advancing within their profession, but also is designed to be a pipeline into the broader criminal justice section. Um, So through the committee, we are with the new ABA website, which is wonderful, by the way, but with the new ABA website, we're looking to develop the resources that are listed under the Young Lawyers Committee section that focuses on a number of areas, such as those profession-specific topics and adapting and growing within the profession, as well as how to balance different priorities that come along within your life, whether it is work and other professional obligations or work and family, just more of the concepts around um, balancing whatever your priorities are that will help you have a happier profession and a happier life. We are also starting to partner more with other committees. Um, I, I was very excited to see actually a great turnout on a webinar that was co-hosted with the Mental Health Committee in May right. of this year um, that focused on implicit bias and ways to improve cultural competency when working with people who have mental illnesses. And the focus of that was for judges, prosecutors, and defense attorneys if they're working on a case involving someone who has a mental illness and helping them to receive um, equal access to justice and how uh, their cultural background may and their mental illness may impact how they are accessing and moving through the criminal justice system. So we are looking to work more with different committees to expand our reach, but also to cover different topic areas that are of interest for the Young Lawyers Committee. Um, the Young Lawyers Committee, also another thing that I love about it is that it comprises people who are practicing in so many different areas that it is a way to connect the criminal justice system as a whole within young lawyers so that if you are looking to transition to another type of practice or to just learn a little bit more about something that you may hear about every once in a while, it can be a way to learn more about that as well as connect with the different committees within the criminal justice section that addresses those issues. 
Um, well, those are great resources. I know, especially as you talk about balancing your life and balancing the priorities that you have, that's certainly something we try and cultivate opportunities for within the section, as you mentioned, finding opportunities for people to pursue their passions within criminal justice, if you will. You know, as our listeners, I think, know at this point, the criminal justice section does put forward resolutions that go to the ABA's House of Delegates that essentially turn into policy that then gets used for lobbying purposes to help enact change. And there's other ways and means to get involved. There's different task forces. And so it is exciting to... You know, it can be an exciting place to join with others in the work that they're doing. So let's talk about a specific project that's coming up for the Young Lawyers Committee. You are going to kick off the mentorship program again. Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, The mentorship program began a few years ago when identified that there was a need for young lawyers to find a way to become better involved with the criminal justice section, particularly to participate in some of those opportunities that you mentioned. We're bringing the mentorship program back because there was a lot of success and a lot of energy around what had happened in the past. A lot of the mentor-mentorship peers really enjoyed the conversations and were able to figure out a plan of action to either further engage within that mentorship peer or further engage within the section. We actually saw a number of our members who participated taking over co-chair positions within other sections. So it provided such a great opportunity to help get young lawyers further engaged. And so from the mentor side, what sort of time commitment are we looking at? We're asking for mentors to essentially dedicate one conversation with the young lawyer to meet either in person if they will be in the same location or over the phone, just to have one conversation so they can share what they have done within their career and advice that they can give the young lawyers in progressing within their career and within this section. We made it a minimal time commitment just because we realize how busy everyone is. So, you know, definitely a way for anyone to engage and at least have that initial conversation. Of course, we welcome mentors to carry on the relationship after that first conversation. I'm not going to cut them off. <laughs> we, we absolutely are not. So we, we do encourage that if, if that works out, um, and that's wonderful. And we also welcome feedback, too, from our mentors to see if there are other ways that we can structure this so that we can enhance the conversations that are going on between the young lawyer and the mentor. And you're taking it a step further to try and make it easier for people, from what I understand. You're going to kick this off at the ABA annual meeting in San Francisco and pair up mentees and mentors that are going to be there on site together, right? Just to, just so they can either have their one meeting right then or just begin their new relationship from there. We are. It's always great when you can meet someone face-to-face, particularly if you're really excited to meet them, just so you can see, you know, what they look like. That in-person connection is always helpful. So we are taking it to coincide with the ABA Annual, as the ABA Annual is one of uh, the bigger events. Um, We're hoping that we can get a number of peers to meet in person, even if it is just to say, you know, hi, and nice to meet you, We'll, we'll reconnect later, but just so we can 
can uh, initiate that. Of course, for those who are unable to attend ABA Annual, you can still participate in the program, and we will make connections for those who are not attending in person as well so that they can be connected with their either young lawyer or their mentor. Will there be a chance for anyone that arrives in San Francisco to participate if they haven't previously signed up? We are hoping to make the peers before annual so that we can communicate the peers to each party, but the registration will stay open. Right now, we do not have an end date. We will see how things may snowball, and we may have to send out a mass email saying, oh, we we cannot accommodate more people at this point. But for now, we are not having an end date. I think part of the goal is to really have a vibrant network of mentors and young lawyers moving into the upcoming bar year. So um, as far as what we're planning right now, the registration for both mentors and young lawyers will stay open at least through the fall. And for our listeners that are interested in participating in the mentorship program, that information is linked on the Criminal Justice Section website of the ABA's website. The sign-up forms for both the mentees and the mentors. And just to clarify, there is a separate form for both groups. And the Young Lawyers Committee will pair you up. So sign up. And we hope to see you in San Francisco, too. So, Deanna, thank you so much for telling us about this program and telling us about your experiences and challenges. And that's part of the whole point of this mentorship program is to help young lawyers have access to a more seasoned lawyer who can help walk them through some of those obstacles that they may face, whether it be preparing for more trial experience or anything else, right? That's correct. And we're always open to hearing about the needs of young lawyers across the board, whether it is specific to professional experience or skills that you're looking to hone or other topics that are of interest in helping young lawyers become more integrated within the section, within the ABA at large, or within the profession. Um, And we have that same, you know, ask for other people who may not, you know, fit under the young lawyer umbrella. If there are resources that you're developing or or things that you think is of particular interest for young lawyers, we're, we're just wanting to know what the current needs are of our members and being able to either dedicate our committee resources to helping develop and address those or helping to connect our members with those resources. So anyone, whether you're a young lawyer or not, if there are any needs that you see or resources that you know of that would be helpful, please share as we want to make sure that we're addressing the goals that were decided by the committee, but also addressing the larger needs that may come about later times as the far year progresses. And for anyone listening that feels like they don't know who to reach out to, go ahead and contact the section. We're at crimjust at americanbar.org. And that's also that email address is available online as well. So if you feel like you're having a hard time connecting, reach out to us and we'll connect you with this committee. And yeah, we'd love to have all of your engagement. That's what the work is all about for this section. So, Deanna, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Just Pod. <laughs>